Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. This is an RNZ podcast. This week, Ad Astra sends Brad Pitt in search of a long-lost space mission. The ship disappeared approximately 16 years into the mission. And the commander was? He was my father, sir. This might come as quite a shock to you. Good Boys is a coming-of-age movie for tweens. We're not crossing a highway! Are we fifth graders or are we sixth graders? And Maiden tells the story of a crew of women who took on the Whitbread Round the World Challenge. It was something that we were told we couldn't do, but we were doing it anyway. This is the first time in my life I had stood up for something I believed in. And the harder it became, the more I wanted to do it. Hello, I'm Simon Morris. One of the good things about the otherwise rather random spring cleaning season is the unusual amount of choice. It may often resemble the old crashed-in-the-desert gag. The bad news is there's nothing to eat but camel dung. The good news is there's plenty of it. But at least you have some say in what particular brand of camel dung you select. It's crazy out there. There's fires everywhere and plane crashes. They're calling it the surge. Well, that's less the case in Wellington than it used to be, with no sign of the central city multiplex cinema being revived in the immediate future. Movie lovers of the capital have to go further afield, to Porirua, to Upper Hutt, sometimes as far as Masterton. But, as I say, right now we have choice, and this week I choose to see no sequels. There'll be no numbers after the title today. I eat dirt. <laughs> oh, no. uh. And me? Well, I still have some anger issues. But I'm finding healthier ways to deal with it. Hello! Oh. Ah! Sorry, Angry Birds 2. You'll have to weave your magic without me. Ditto It 2 and a documentary I misread as Dan Carter 10. Well, that one's not a sequel, even if it feels like it. How many more rugby docos do we need to see? You're dealing with an expert with guns. With knives with his bare hands. Rambo was the best. I was briefly tempted by the fifth or sixth Rambo, optimistically subtitled Last Blood. I have curiously fond memories of the Rambo films of the 80s in which Sylvester Stallone rewrote history and single-handedly appeared to win the Vietnam War. But I may have been confusing it with the spoof version starring Charlie Sheen, Hot Shots Part Deux. Shots. Part due. Last time. There he is! He did it out of patriotism. This time, it's gonna be personal. Of all the missions, you had to come walking into this one. It's a sequel. I had to come. 
Well, sorry Rambo, no sequels this week, no matter how attractive. Instead, I saw a sci-fi film of the old school following on the heels of last week's High Life. It's like buses, isn't it? Ages without intelligent science fiction anywhere, and suddenly here comes Ad Astra, starring Brad Pitt. Major, we have some highly classified information. What can you tell us about the Lima Project? Its objective was to search for advanced extraterrestrial life. Less demanding is a comedy that seems to have gone out of its way to reduce its audience. Good Boys is set in an intermediate school, but nobody who goes to one is allowed to see it. Let producer Seth Rogen explain the thinking behind it. There's drugs, there's violence, there's swearing, and although we've decided it's okay for you to do these things in the movie, you can't watch yourselves do them in the trailer. That's f***ed up. Oh, it is f***ed up. You can say that, but you can't watch yourself say that. You wonder who on earth this film could possibly be aimed at. I certainly did, and we'll report back shortly. And from the film festival comes a more obvious crowd-pleaser, the story of the first all-women crew competing in the Whitbread round-the-world race. How many times are told we couldn't do it? You're not strong enough. You're not skilled enough. You'll all die. Overwhelming. But Maiden shows that an inspirational situation isn't enough on its own. It needs a great story, it needs wonderful footage, and it needs a complicated hero. Fortunately, it has all three. But first, a journey even longer than the Whitbread. Brad Pitt is aiming for the stars. Ad Astra. What are you thinking about? I do what I do because of my dad. He was a hero. He gave his life for the pursuit of knowledge. The setup of Ad Astra seems at first view very similar to the recent High Life. Not only a small crew in a spaceship on the outer reaches of the solar system, but a certain dry, unsensational tone, to start with at any rate. Please begin your psychological evaluation. As best you can, please describe your current mental and emotional state. I'm feeling good ready to do my job to the best of my abilities. But director James Gray's film is a sci-fi callback to his last film, The Lost City of Zed, a real-life story of a man seeking a mythical lost city in the heart of the Amazon jungle. In Ad Astra, the explorer is Dr Clifford McBride, missing for years among the outer planets. The ship disappeared approximately 16 years into the mission. And the commander was? He was my father, sir. This might come as quite a shock to you. McBride's son, Roy, Brad Pitt, has been inspired all his life by his heroic father. He's now an astronaut, risking his life maintaining a giant radio antenna that scans the heavens looking for intelligent life. Control, you're getting that over. There's a sudden, dramatic electrical surge that briefly affects the entire planet. Major Roy McBride is summoned by the military top brass and given some surprising news. Your father was experimenting with a highly classified material that could threaten our entire solar system. All life would be destroyed. We're counting on you to find out what's happening out there. 
It seems that reports of Dad's death may have been exaggerated, and Roy has put on a secret mission to go first to the moon, then to Mars, and finally, on the last leg, to Neptune, where his father was last seen. I remain fully committed to the lawful completion of the mission. If necessary, I will destroy the project in its entirety. Well, these trips seem comparatively routine in the near future, but nothing is quite what it appears. On the moon, where Roy is accompanied by a friend of his father, a mysterious Donald Sutherland, there are bandit predators picking on unsuspecting visitors. We've been having trouble with pirates since September. Some countries have been giving them safe haven. They'll take hostages or go for our rovers. It's like the Wild West out there. On Mars, Roy discovers forces determined to subvert his mission and unexpected friends offering assistance. Many of these plot twists are unexplained, though multiple viewings might clarify some of them. But the biggest obstacle to his mission might be his own personality. The loss of his father while Roy was in his teens clearly affected him, and the mission controllers regularly evaluate his mental state. This is a top-secret psychological evaluation. Please describe your current emotional state. I'm steady, calm, ready to do my job to the best of my abilities. The question is, is Roy as calm and focused as he claims, or is he simply good at gaming the system? Ad Astra tightens the screws once Roy and his crew get closer to Journey's End, the planet Neptune. What is happening out there? is a crisis of unknown magnitude. We believe your father may be involved. My father's dead. What exactly are you requiring from me? There are other spacecraft out there, though it's dangerous work. The crew is sidetracked by a call for help. Always a risky event in a sci-fi movie, and the results are shocking and unexpected. Destin, this is Cepheus. Responding to your mayday. Do you read? Tanner McBride, check. Tanner? All the time they get closer and closer to Neptune and the possibility of contact with... With who? With alien intelligence? With Dad? All those photos and early film footage of Tommy Lee Jones are clearly leading somewhere. Has Dr McBride found his own equivalent of the lost city of Zed? Is he really the threat to the universe he's being painted back on Earth? We're doing big things up here, real big. Did he find out there in the abyss? Like most space journey films, Ad Astra rests on one central character. There may be other actors, Jones, Sutherland, Liv Tyler, but they're essentially cameos. The spotlight is entirely on star Brad Pitt, who also produced the film. The Earth puts hopes in him. And now it's fake. 
I like Brad Pitt, but he's generally more comfortable in supporting roles rather than carrying the whole movie. However, in an era of comic book fare and colourful alien invaders, it's slightly reassuring to see a movie that offers intelligence and intriguing questions among the special effects. At Astra's not heading to infinity and beyond, it's aiming at the stars with a view to coming back. A voyage worth taking. You have a job to do. Are you ready? I'm ready. When I heard about the marketing strategy of Good Boys, I was puzzled. Make a kid's comedy and then reduce its audience by making it R-rated. Well, I can understand the opposite approach. Make a movie for grown-ups and then add to its audience by making it PG-rated. I mean, the Marvel movies have made a fortune doing just that. If we don't get to that party, I'll die. Party? You guys are like seven. Stop treating us like kids. We're tweens. Ooh, gummy vitamins. We know how things work. What the f*** is Nobody Nobody But who on earth is a movie about a trio of foul-mouthed 12-year-olds aimed at? Even the stars aren't allowed to go to their own movie. Well, I went along and there was the audience, mostly 16 and 17-year-olds who remember their intermediate school days all too well. We're not crossing a highway. Are we fifth graders or are we sixth graders? They particularly remember the prime objective among boys of that age, not to look like an idiot among your peers, or worse, a child. Imagine a blend of the film Superbad with Kids Say the Darndest Things, or a sweary American Just William, and you get some idea. If you don't give it back, I'll tell my dad you stole it. And I'll tell him that you're a pervert. We'll tell the whole school. This is sensual harassment. We'll tell everyone that you're a misogynist. never massaged anyone. Our heroes are the self-styled beanbag boys who've been best friends since kindergarten. There's the marginally cool one, Max, played by Room's Jacob Tremblay, who's the first one noticing a stirring of interest in the opposite sex. I'm having a party tomorrow. You in? Yeah. Can Thor and Lucas come? They're so random. They're my best friends. We do everything together. There's going to be girls at the party. You know what that means? Drama. No. Kissing. There's a big marshmallow called Lucas, the one most likely to crack under any pressure. And there's the inappropriately named Thor, a blustering tryhard with a guilty secret, a fondness for musical theatre. But that's not important right now. There's a party for cool people that involves kissing. Our heroes need to learn how to do this before Saturday. You do not want to go to Soren's party not knowing how to kiss. We could spy on my neighbor. She's a total nymphomaniac. She starts fires? No, she's a nymphomaniac. Someone who has sex on land and sea. I like the fact that the coolest kid in school is a small Chinese boy called Soren. But Max is smitten by a girl called Brixley. Where do these names come from? If Max is going to successfully kiss Brixley, he needs research. And fortunately, his dad has a new drone, specially designed to spy on the techniques of older kissers. But things go badly. They spy on a pair of teenagers, but their targets spot the drone and catch it with a fishing net. There will be trouble. This is what happens when you don't respect women. I respect women. My mom's my 
my best friend. What about me? But that's gonna kill me. Chill. This is how we get the drone back. In retaliation, the beanbag boys pinch one girl's bag that contains some low-grade drugs. Molly's, to be exact. You took my bag? Don't get any closer! Oh, my God. There's Molly in there. Okay. Who's Molly? Because she's not with us. Sweet Jesus. Just give us our Molly! So now there's a standoff. Not helped because our heroes are nervous about the sudden presence of dangerous drugs here. It seems a recent lecture in assembly made a big impression. Maybe there's a way we can protect our community and get the drone back. Stall them. So, what do you plan to do with those drugs, huh? Take them and feel amazing. They're addicts. Yeah. So, you've been drugging your whole life? Uh-huh. Every day. Good boys may be crass at times, but it's smarter than you'd think. It taps into the difference between a tween's idea of coming of age and one set later. At high school, and particularly at university, you're building up friendships that will probably last forever. Look what I found at school today. What is it? I have no idea. That's a tampon. Girls shove it up their buttholes to stop babies from coming out. An eighth grader told me that. But when you're a little kid, you're finding out who you are individually. Nobody's getting married here or planning a life or a career. The best you can hope for is not to get in too much trouble. I've never seen a comedy where the three heroes burst into tears so often. Of course, the other part of childhood is laughing your head off a lot of the time. You let us run around with drugs, fight with frat guys. Nobody's free, nobody gets And lock a cop in a convenience store with what I know this thing is a dildo. I have no idea why something as unpromising-looking as good boys should be so sweet and funny. But it was, mostly. I'm not sure I needed the truckload of R-rated sex toys that Thor's parents seem to go in for. I found all these weapons in my parents' closet. Think your parents let me wear this for Halloween? A knobby? It's Japanese for nunchucks. Oh, are you okay? You smell like shit. But if this one thing Good Boys seems to pride itself on, it's authenticity. I suspect just about everything in the film was based on rigorous research, possibly involving drones. Here's the plan. I'm going to go to the party with the beer so everyone knows that I'm cool. What do you have in your pants? It's been like this ever since I was a baby. It's kind of embarrassing. I'm guessing you're not the popular kids in school. Mm? Nobody's the documentary Maiden was one of the highlights of the New Zealand Film Festival, so it was a given that it would get a general release. It's the story of the first all-women crew to enter the Whitbread Round the World race back in 1989. For me, sailing was about freedom. It was freedom of everything. It was leaving everything behind. For New Zealanders, that race was probably remembered for the fact that the winner and runner-up were, respectively, Kiwis Peter Blake and Grant Dalton. But that's not the best story of the 1989 Whitbread, and Maiden sets out to tell it. It's the story, most of all, of a driven young woman called Tracy Edwards. I'm Tracy Edwards, skipper of Maiden, the first all-female challenge in the Whitbread Round the World race. Oh, shit. That is my smile. 
Tracy Edwards tells her story of an idyllic childhood and then the tragedy when her father died. Tracy went off the rails for a while before getting a job as a cook on a charter yacht sailing round the Greek islands. And suddenly, everything changed for her. My father died when I was ten. My parents instilled in me a sense of determination. So when I heard about the Whitbread Round the World race, it was just something I had to do. The yachting world was about as sexist as anything in the 1980s. Despite the fact that Tracy was a fast learner and soon outgrew her role as a mere cook and bottle washer, she found all the doors were closed to her when she wanted to become a real sailor. Sailing at that time was very male-dominated and there were just no women anywhere in it. The Whitbread Round the World race at 33,000 miles is the longest and most challenging on Earth. She had her eye on the Whitbread early, but there was no way in on any of the competing boats. If she wanted to take part, she'd have to do it her own way with her own crew. I wanted to be part of this. I remember going to the skipper and he went, we're not going to be the only racing team in the world, but a girl. And that's when I made the decision to put an all-female crew into the race. It's not until you see the film Maiden that you realise quite what a task they'd taken on. Aside from putting together a competitive team, they had to find a boat, they had to pay to make it raceworthy, and they had to raise money from sponsors who resolutely refused to join in. The good news was that an enthusiastic crew proved readily available. The bad news was the reactions of the men in the media. I didn't want a real job, I wanted adventure. I just thought that would be fantastic. I was going to do everything I could to do it. We didn't really take it seriously. There was nothing to show that they would be acknowledged for anything other than failure. The comments of the male journalists were, frankly, often disgusting, though to their credit some of the prime offenders have participated in this documentary and have embarrassedly admitted their sins. A bunch of girls. How'd you all get on? There's lots of Vaseline for chap lips. Yes. Proof mascara. A very well-known yachting journalist referred to as a tin full of tarts. The further we got, the nastier this stuff would get. The women and the crew came from everywhere. Ireland, Australia, France. But the most valuable member came from Tracy Edwards' hometown. Her oldest friend, Joe Gooding, couldn't even sail, but she enlisted as the cook. It was something that we were told we couldn't do, but we were doing it anyway. It was the first time in my life I had stood up for something I believed in. And the harder it became, the more I wanted to do it. Joe Gooding was not only a warm and helpful presence on board, particularly as the weeks went by and Tracy became increasingly stressed, but also to the film, because she and another crew member brought film cameras on board. And there's nothing like actual documentary footage to see exactly what it's like sailing round the world. Some people call it the sea of certain death. It's like hitting a brick wall every ten seconds. Mm. I made a couple of really stupid choices. One mistake could mean disaster. The race was a series of legs and the media sneered that Maiden, its full name was Maiden Great Britain, wouldn't even finish the first leg. Well, not only was that not true, Maiden covered itself in glory before the end, but the little boat gained a global fan base above and beyond expectations. As we were finishing the first leg, I said, is that loads of little birds over there? And we realised it's thousands of people. They were in there for us. <laughs> 
Tracy Edwards is the heart of this film and watching her personal ups and downs in the race duplicate the big waves is part of the reason you can't look away. Maiden's director Alex Holmes shows what you can do with wonderful footage and wonderful personalities. The film also demonstrates the difference between a potentially interesting subject and a brilliant narrative. What if I tell you about a young girl who had a dream about sailing around the world? What if I tell you that it did happen? Maiden is one of the best told stories of the year, a feel-good film that truly earns that title, and I promise it'll keep you on the edge of your seat up to the final shot. Well, as the sun rises over the yard arm, it's time to go. I'm Simon Morris, and I hope you'll join me at the movies same time next week. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.